0: living
1: Living Streams Community Church in McCordsville, Indiana. We want to thank you for your interest in God's Word. And this message, we pray that God puts it into your heart. Of
2: water, wash away
0: hey, I'm Pastor Hubert, and. Uh, n- now I'm the executive director of Hope Center Indy and the Hope Center is an aftercare program for women 18 and older coming out of human trafficking and so um I'm going to give you just a quick update about our center and kind of what's going on. It's kind of like all of a sudden we have begun to make some incredible traction when it comes to the things that God wants to do in the hearts and lives of ladies. And so we're really excited about that. Every day at the Hope Center is a God day. Every day at the Hope Center is a day of answers to prayer and miracles and wonders. Every single day God is doing something to help us to understand how great and powerful of a God He really is. And so we get to see that. Well, just a couple things. Just over the last week and a half or so, there was this one lady who was just driving by the Hope Center. She had never been to the Hope Center, never felt anything about the Hope Center. She was driving by and the Lord said, go in there. And so she just kind of turned and came into the Hope Center, drove back, came in, and she said, I just felt led to come in here and give you a check. And so she wrote a check for $1,500. And so it was like, Thank you very much. It's like one of those moments, right? Where God is prompting and leading and helping people understand what we're trying to accomplish when it comes to the hearts and lives of these ladies. Well, last Monday... I had come into the office, and one of the uh, volunteers came back, and she said, there's a lady in the foyer who would like to talk to you, and so do you have a moment to come out? And I said, sure. So I came out, and so this lady said, hey, Pastor, I would just like to give you a check today to help you in the ministry here at the Hope Center. And I said, awesome. And so she had tore this little check out of her um, her, um checkbook and she handed me this check and I usually never look at a check when someone actually hands a check to me I usually fold it put it in my pocket take it back and then we put it in the safe but on this moment I actually looked at it and this lady had written out a check for $10,000 that was last Monday and so every day at the Hope Center we see God's incredible provision and when you think about it, it is all a faith based organization in other words we don't get federal money or state money It's Jesus' money. It is money that comes from heaven. It is God working in the lives of people to help us do what we do. And so we took over a 26-acre campus. We have a 140,000-square-foot facility. And so in the future, we can become the largest aftercare program in America for women coming out of human trafficking. And so that begins to tell you a little bit about the heart that God has for these ladies. And so we're excited about where we're at. We're excited that our program, is increasing and growing and we're beginning to see some real life change. And so today there's going to be a couple of ladies that will share with you their personal testimonies about how Christ has helped them and so we're looking forward to that. But before we do that, let's jump into the word. If you have your Bible, I would love for you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Just one verse of scripture today, but it is a verse of scripture that can literally change your life forever it is an eternal life changing verse of scripture 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 and so if you have your bible i'd like for you to stand with me for the reading of god's word 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 it's one of those verses of Scripture that every single one of us should memorize. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, it becomes a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Lord, I just pray today that as we share about this verse of Scripture, that you would help us to really understand how the Christian life is lived out of a new creation. It is not about us somehow trying harder or trying to get it right this time. But it's about your spirit doing this incredible life change on the inside. And so we just would pray today that you would begin to speak to each one of us about the truths of this verse. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it. Amen. Thank you so much. I used to say that God is a God of second chance. Maybe you've said that as well. And uh, when you say that, it sounds good to us that God is a God of second chance. But if the Christian life was lived on chance, in other words, if you lived your second chance, and let's say that that didn't work out for you real well, and so when I think about my own personal life, I would have to say this, I'm not sure which chance I would be on if it was about me trying to live and start anew and do it again. In other words, to have some kind of do-over. In other words, I would be on my second chance, my third chance, my fourth chance, I would probably be already into my tenth chance of trying to actually get it right. Wouldn't you? I mean, when we think about this idea that God is a God of a second chance, it really doesn't really give us a whole picture of the amazing transforming power of a new creation spoken about in our verse of Scripture here in verse uh, 17. If any man be in Christ, he says, if any person be in Christ... They become a new creation. They become a brand new person. When I think about that amazing concept, I realize that God doesn't do this, and I'm really grateful. God doesn't say, hey, this first life you have, you kind of blew it with that life. Matter of fact, you screwed it up royally. And so I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a do-over. I'll give you a mulligan this time. And you can start over with that life. And so what I want you to do is I want you to do right, be right, do everything you possibly can right, and if you need to, just try a little bit harder, work at it a little bit better, and I'm sure that in the end, your life will finally be pleasing to me. In other words, God says to you, okay, the first chance you had with the life you had, you kind of messed that up really good. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm just going to give you another chance to get it right this time. Well, there was this pastor who said to this young man, he said, hey, let me ask you a question. He said, "Um, are you a Christian? And the young man said to him, "Um, I think so. he said, "Uh, at least I'm trying to be. And so the pastor said to him, well, let me ask you another question. So you, you think you're a Christian and you're trying to be a Christian, so let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to be an elephant? And the pastor says, because there's no amount of trying that will ever transform you into being an elephant. And in the same way, there is no amount of trying to get it right will ever transform you into being a new creation. It's impossible. And so we begin to understand what God is starting to say here. In other words, God doesn't say, okay... We're going to make sure that you get another chance, you get a do-over, you get to try it again, and I'm going to give you this opportunity, and you can begin to live right, do right, do right. And when you begin to do those things, surely in the end, you'll finally get it right in your life. But God isn't going to do that at all. matter of fact, in our passage of Scripture, God says, that's not what we're going to do. I'm going to make you a new creation. You become a brand new you. You're going to have a new start, a new beginning, a new life altogether. That's what I want to do for you. In other words, God doesn't say, I'll tell you what we're going to do with your old life. We're going to take your old life and I'm going to do some life repairs. I'm going to do some renovations. We're going to change up some things. In other words, we're going to do a life makeover for you you know, there was this um, businessman who owned a warehouse. And the process of owning this warehouse, he finally kind of let it go vacant. And then over a few years, there was some vandalism done. The windows got busted out. It got filled full of trash. And so finally... There was a potential buyer who came along for the warehouse. And when the owner walked through his warehouse with the potential buyer, he was ashamed. He could not believe how much damage had been done and all the filth and trash in the whole building. And so, In an apologetic kind of way, the owner said to the potential buyer, he said, man, if you're interested in this building, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix all those windows for you. We'll clean out all this trash. We'll make sure that we fix it up to where it is suitable for you to actually purchase it. So, I just want you to know, I'll make everything right in the building so that it will be acceptable to you. And so the... Potential buyer was walking along and then he said to the, to the owner, he said, don't bother. Don't bother to fix those windows. Don't bother to repair a thing. Don't even concern yourself with cleaning the trash out of this place. He said, I don't want this old building. I want the site. You see, I'm going to build something brand new. I'm going to create something absolutely new on this site. Now, that's kind of what we do with God. We come to God and we say to Him, God, I've got this old life. And I tell you what, God, if you want, I'd like to repair this part of my life. I'd like to get this trash out of my life. I'd like to clean this up a little bit. And we, I, we say to God, okay, God, this is my life. And so if you want to do a makeover, if you want to do some life repairs, if you want to do some renovations to my life, then I'm more than willing to do that. But God isn't interested in doing renovations. God says to you this, I don't want your old life at all. I'm not going to fix it up. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to make a brand new person out of you. I'm going to make a brand new creation. Matter of fact, when I'm done, you're going to be this incredible new you. That's what God wants to do. And so God says, I'm going to do away with this old life. In other words, God isn't going to do some repairs. He's not going to do some renovations. He's going to do some redemption. That's what God's going to do. He's going to completely change you from the inside out. When I think about this word creation, it's beautiful. And don't miss this because this is powerful when you begin to understand the Christian life. The word, I'm going to make you a new creation, is the same word that we can move right into Genesis. You know, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And in the beginning, God created man in His own image. And in the beginning, God created woman out of the rib of a man. And in the beginning, God created all the animals. In the beginning, God created... It is the same concept in Second Corinthians 5.17 that we have in Genesis. That this God of the universe is literally going to create a brand new person. A new creation. He's not going to somehow take this old life with all of its filth and all of its brokenness. He's going to say, no, don't need that. I just want the sight. I'm going to take the person and just create a brand new person from the inside out. Matter of fact, God is saying this. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you a new birth. I'm gonna give you a new heart. I'm gonna put a new spirit in you. I'm gonna make a brand new you. I am literally gonna take the old you and you're gonna die away and you're gonna go completely away and your attitudes, your desires, your actions, everything about you is gonna change. You're gonna be a brand new you. I remember when I gave my life to Christ at the age of 20. So my former life, I was into alcohol and drugs and anything and everything that wasn't really good for me. And so at the age of 20, though, one night I said a simple prayer. I just went to bed one night. I really didn't know how to pray. I didn't know to say something like, Lord Jesus, I want you to forgive me of my sins. I want you to come into my life. I, I want this life you offer. All I knew to pray was this. I just said, God, will you take my life? Will you literally do something in me? I surrender this person to you. And in that moment, all of a sudden, I became a new creation. I became a brand new person. And when the next day happened, when I came out and looked at the world, it was crystal clear. It was something different. It wasn't that the world had changed. I had completely changed. One day, I was walking around with a pack of cigarettes in my pocket. The next day, I found my little Gideon Bible that I got in the fifth grade. And I put it in my pocket to begin to read the Word. The people at work said, man, you're like a unicorn or something. It's like something we've never seen before. You were this way one day, and the next day it was like a brand new you. It was totally different to them. I remember my mom, she was at the hospital in Greenfield, and one of my classmates that I had went to school with, it was like 10 years uh, after I gave my life to Christ, he said to my mom, he said, hey, what's Hubert doing now? And my mom said, oh, he's a pastor. And my friend went, "Eh." he didn't know whether she was teasing, joking, or whether she was speaking the truth. Because all he could think about was the old Hubert. In other words, he remembered the guy in high school that every word or every other word that came out of his mouth was a vile word. He remembered the person in high school who was running around with the wrong crowd. He remembered the person that he used to know. He had never met the new Hubert. He had never met the new person that Jesus Christ had created in me. There was this gentleman, his name was Bill. Bill would go to the mission, he was homeless, he would go into the mission to find a hot meal and hopefully to find a bed, a shower, whatever, And so he would go into the mission and when he would go to the mission, they began to call him Old Bill, and so they would say, uh, hey, Old Bill, how's it going today? And the reason they called him Old Bill, not be, it was not because he was so old. It's just that life was so hard and had been so difficult for him. And the decisions that he made, he just looked really old. In other words, his life had aged him. And so they would say, hey, Old Bill, how's, how's it going today? Well, one night at the mission, there was a pastor who began to share about this incredible God who was able to take your old life and give you a brand new life, a brand new beginning. Not that he's going to somehow do some life renovation and life makeover. He's going to make a brand new person. And so as he sat there and listened to this pastor share about this new life and new creation, he decided, what do I have to lose? Why don't I go ahead and just say, God, if you are real and this is what you're doing, then I would like to do that. I'd love to be able to receive that right now. And so that night he prayed with the pastor that he would become this new person, this new creation. And once he prayed that prayer, his life was completely changed. Matter of fact, when he would come into the mission, he started to help there. He started to work with the homeless and help the homeless. And so those who were around the mission, they changed his name. They used to call him Old Bill, and then they began to to talk to him and say, This is new Bill. This is new Bill. His life is so changed, he's brand new. And that's what Paul is trying to say in our passage of Scripture. It's not about you trying harder. It's not about self-made effort. It's not about somehow trying to get it together or doing it again, putting a little bit more self-made effort into what we're trying to accomplish. It is about God changing you and you becoming a new creation in Him. When you become a new creation, people aren't going to have to wonder whether you're a Christian or not. They're not going to have to ask you, are you a Christian? I'm trying to be. I think so. People are going to know so. Because they're going to be able to see in you this incredible life change. Now this is kind of what Jesus has done for us. So Jesus comes to us and He says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, If you want to, we can make a deal. The deal would look something like this. Uh, you could keep your old life if you want to. I mean, your old life of brokenness and shame and regret and guilt and remorse and sin and anything else you want to throw in there. Uh, you can keep all the blame and shame and you can keep the regret. You can just whatever you want to. You can keep that old life if you want to. Or I tell you what, I, I'll make you an offer. We can make a deal. I would literally give you a brand new life. I will give you a brand new life, a life that starts with a new creation. I'm going to give you a new birth. I'm going to put a new heart in you. I will put a new spirit in you. I will literally change you from the inside out, and you'll become a brand new you. And matter of fact, one day when I see you, I'll I'll give you a white stone, and you'll have a new name, and it will only be known to you and me. That's an amazing thought, isn't it? That you're going to become this new person, and literally Jesus is going to give you a brand new name that only you and him will know. He says, well, this is the deal I'm going to make with you. You can keep this old life if you want to. You can go ahead. I mean, you can keep it. But I would say, if you're going to try to keep that old life of yours, what do you have to gain? What do you have to gain by keeping this? And what would you have to gain if you would just do this incredible life exchange with Christ? where he would say to you, man, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fill you with this incredible peace and joy and I'm going to give you purpose and direction and hope and I'm going to help you to understand that life is so much greater than what you've really experienced so far. And so we kind of come to that moment where we say, okay, if I'm going to make this life exchange, how would I do that and how should I go about it? Well, this morning I'm really excited that A couple of ladies have come from uh, our center, and they're going to share with you their story. And So I know they're kind of nervous, but I'm going to ask Megan and uh, Katie to come on up. And let's just give them a warm welcome, can we? So we're going to let Megan go first, and um, I know they're nervous,
2: so... (laughs) Good morning, everyone. My name is Megan, and I'm going to share with my little bit of my testimony with you guys today. I'm 28 years old. Growing up, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord as a kid. I went to church a few times with my grandmother, but that was about it. Growing up, I had a basketball team of eight siblings. Um, I grew up with six of them. My dad worked hard and long hours to provide for us. My mom drank, and I was mommy junior. Eventually, having all of us kids became too much for my mom. She dropped us off with my dad when I was 9 years old and took off. We would hear from her about once or twice a year, and that was the extent of our relationship. When I was 10, my dad had a girlfriend whose son molested me. By the age of 11, I was drinking. After that, I started on a downward spiral, and getting drunk became a regular thing in my teens. At 18, I started smoking marijuana. Soon after, I was in the Xanax and pain Hills. By the age of 20, I was strung out on cocaine and cracks, followed close behind. These things led me to a man that I met when I was 23. I thought he loved me, only in the end, he tore me down and manipulated me. The mind games he played, the physical and mental abuse, it broke me down, and he, in the end, all he did was use me to fund his lifestyle. Around the age of 24, I became an IV drug user, and heroin became a close friend. Over all this time, I had been in and out of drug treatments, jails, bank facilities, and I had nothing to do with my family. Three years ago, my mom lost her battle with addiction, which threw me into a tailspin. Seven months after losing my mom, I ended up in the hospital with endocarditis, a blood clot in my heart, pneumonia. My kidneys were failing. I couldn't even walk. My body was shutting down on me. I prayed for help. I was scared and angry, and I didn't want to die like my mother had. After nine long weeks in the hospital, I got better. I'd like to say that I learned my lesson, but I went right back to the streets, drugs, and trafficking myself. It was all I knew. I was homeless, sleeping behind a dumpster, doing the same old thing once again. After that, I came to a point of contemplating suicide. I remember standing on the side of US-1, staring into traffic, thinking about just walking into the middle of the street. I'd had enough, and I was really tired. All of a sudden, a woman came out of nowhere, and she asked me if I was OK. and. I was honest with her, and I told her that I wasn't. And um, she called 911, and the ambulance came and picked me up. And I remember them loading me into the ambulance. And uh, I looked around to thank this lady, and she was nowhere to be found. Maybe she was God's angel on a mission. At least she was for me. This is where I started my new journey toward healing. First at the Agape Home in Florida for a year and a half, and then here at Hope Center in The Lord has really begun a good work in me. I've become a new person in Christ. The Lord has restored my family relationships, especially with my dad and my stepmom, who I thank God for every day. She's the mother I always needed. I've received inner healing for some of the hurts and angers toward my mom. I'm learning to love myself and to realize that it's okay not to be okay all the time. Most importantly, I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father that can never be broken, and I'm forever changed because of him. Father God reminds me daily that my past has not define me and I have hope for my future. I've been here at Hope Center and for four months and God's been blessing me left and right. I started college at Grace online schooling for majoring in mental health and substance abuse counseling. My hope is to stay at the Hope Center and work here when I'm done to help other women, show them that there's another way. I believe God will be led to God led me to the Hope Center for such a time as this. I am a transformed woman because of the Lord. If you would have seen me a couple years ago and then seen me now, you would easily see the change that Christ has made in me. Have I arrived? No, but I'm well on my way. And I no longer see that pitiful, junky failure when I look in the mirror. I see a courageous woman of God. To him be all the praise, honor, and glory. Thank you for letting me share my story.
1: In Indianapolis. Growing up, I had both parents, two older sisters. My parents were loving, hardworking, and they did what they could to give us a good life. I was a happy, normal kid, and I really never thought my life could be anything but happy. But when I was 13, I was raped right by a man in his late 20s. Even though he was arrested, it left me feeling really broken, hurt, empty, and like it was my fault. But I had done nothing wrong to deserve it. I was only 13. After that, I felt good. I never felt good about myself and started acting out. I started skipping school, fighting, getting suspended, and sneaking out to party and hang out with the older crowd. I had lost all self-respect. I just wanted to be accepted and was looking for someone or anyone to make me feel good about myself. Through the years, it never got better. My parents got divorced and I started to spiral even more out of control. When I was 17, I met the love of my life. He was everything I ever wanted, and everything moved fast. I got pregnant with our daughter, Carissa, and we were happy, and my life started to feel complete. I was a good mother who did everything I could to be the best for her. I finally had my own family. But that was short-lived when my worst nightmare happened, and my life came crashing down. My fiancé, father, and my daughter at the age of 26 suddenly passed away. After that day, my life changed. I would never been so destroyed and heartbroken. That's the day I lost a big piece of my heart. What I didn't know was that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, as it says in Luke 4.18. Again, I started to stumble. I started partying, drinking, and using every drug I could to not feel the pain from being raped and losing my fiance at 21. This, is, this led me to the strip club industry, and I started dancing, sleeping with the customers for money to support my child and my habit. I started getting into bad and abusive, reckless relationships that never lasted. I was no longer the same. I lost the person I was or even wanted to be. I was a stranger to myself, my family, and everyone who cared. There was a couple times when I actually got everything back together, had good jobs, but I always eventually screwed it up. My life got worse, the addiction got worse, and I became hooked on heroin and meth. When my addiction got worse, I lost my daughter, who was the only piece of happiness I had left. I had lost the rest of my heart. After that, I completely lost it. I started hitting the streets, prostituting, going to jail, you name it, I was doing it. I started to be trafficked, beat up more times than I can count, raped and made to do degrading things. I've had guns, different weapons held to me, and nearly killed. I know it's crazy, but I put up with all this just to support a habit that almost killed me. I felt empty, didn't care if I died. I had hurt myself, my daughter, and my family, so to me nothing mattered anymore and I felt like everyone and everything would be better off if I just died. After my last jail visit, I finally realized I could do better and be better than I was. I was finally tired and didn't want to continue to hurt myself myself or the ones I loved anymore. So I reached out to my mom and asked for help. She found the Hope Center, and I got accepted. I just want to say the Hope Center is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Ms. Suzanne, Pastor Nolan, my mother... The staff at the Hope Center and Jesus saved my life. I would probably be dead if it weren't for the Hope Center. I get genuine love, respect from people that don't want anything from me but to help me change my life. But my life really began to change when I prayed the prayer at Celebrate Recovery to accept Jesus, to accept Christ as my Savior and receive the new life He offered me. After that prayer, my life changed completely. My whole mind and outlook changed. I'm filled with peace and happiness. I no longer have the desire to go back to my old life. I feel like a brand new person. I'm getting stronger and more hopeful every single day because of God's love and grace. My eyes have been opened a lot to God and how amazing and powerful his love is. It is truly God and his love for me that has changed my life. My faith and love for him get stronger every single day. Now I believe more than ever that he has a purpose for me, and he's going to work wonders in my life and continue to bless me. Now my goals at the Hope Center and for my life is to graduate and complete the cosmetology school and program. I would love to become a mentor to all the girls coming to the program and show them that there's a lot more to life and that God has a big and amazing purpose for them. I also plan to start my own beauty salon for women that are still on the streets and being trafficked and give them a place where they can come, relax, and feel better about themselves. I'm going to restore my relationship with my daughter and be an amazing mother to her, continue to restore my relationship with my family, work hard to achieve all my goals goals, and have a happy and fulfilling life because God loves me. I will not give up because giving up is not an option anymore. Today I'm confident for the first time saying that I'm strong, happy, and a motivated woman. I'm a child of God, and I'm not going to let him down anymore. Thank you for letting me share my story.
0: And when we began the Hope Center, um, it was a vision and a dream of something like this, where Christ is able to take lives and people who have found themselves on difficult paths and completely transform them and change them. And so we're starting to see that in a wonderful way. and so. Um, and we just rejoice. Thank you, ladies, for sharing your story. It takes courage. They have to be courageous to get up and to share what God is doing in their lives. And so, so thankful for you guys. Well, let's pray. I'm supposed to close the service. And so as we pray, uh, let's just bow our heads. And maybe you're here today and you'd like to do a life exchange. And so what if we do this? Just put your hands out in front of you, maybe palms up like this. And just hear the Lord saying to you, I would love to do a life exchange with you. Just hear him say to you, if you want, you can keep your old life with its shame and guilt and sin and remorse and brokenness. You can keep it if you want to. But if you would really like, I would like to do something brand new in you. I would like to create a brand new creation. I'll give you a new birth and a new heart and put a new spirit in you and give you a new future will completely transform you from the inside out. So if you would like to do a life exchange with the Lord Jesus today, and I just encourage you just to cross your hands and say, Lord, I'm giving you this old life. I'm going to receive this new life in you today, brand new. Just say to him, Lord, I want you to take my life and I want you to give me this brand new life. Just say it in the quietness of your heart. Lord, I want you to take my life Give me this brand new life in Christ. I want to be a new creation. I want this new birth. I want this new heart. I want this new spirit living in me. Lord, I just pray that everyone that prayed that prayer today that would just really be saying to you today, Man, I, I want this life exchange. I'm ready. I just pray that they would feel the power of your spirit beginning to do this creation, this brand new creation that you tell us about in your word. Thank you for this kind of power, that, by the creation power that transforms us from the inside out. And I pray that every one of them, God, will begin to walk in newness of life, be strengthened and empowered by your spirit, will begin to have new hearts and new desires and new purposes and new directions. And so we just thank you for what you're doing for them and what you're going to continue to do. We thank you for these ladies and what they're seeing God do in their life and many others at the Hope Center as ladies are coming to know you and love you and to understand the incredible life change that you're beginning to make there. And so we just want to thank you for our service today. Thank you for each one that is here. God bless them as they go their way today. May your amazing spirit walk with them, encouraging them and strengthen them every moment of the day. It's in Christ's name we pray and ask it. Amen. Amen.